This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Hey guys, just started um, listening to your show a few weeks ago. Love you guys, love your podcast. You fucking crack me up. It takes a lot to make me laugh out loud in terms of podcasts or even like TV shows. But um, yeah, you guys easily make me laugh out loud and just feel good. And I love what you're doing. Anyways, I'll try to keep this short. Thank you guys um, for creating an awesome show. And uh, I will uh, be a faithful listener. Hi guys, I recently took the Kiva challenge and I wanted to let you know how it went. My wife and I uh, make a pretty good living separately, so we've never really had to ask permission to spend money on what we find interesting, but she's still Catholic and when she found out that I recently gave $50 to a yam farmer in Nicaragua, She thought I lost my mind, so I have to give you credit for that. It was always, it's always fun to rub her the wrong way, just enough to let her know that Catholicism isn't uh, the best path. So I have to give you, give you props. Go Kiva. Thank you for what you do. Keep up the good work. advise that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome at this is episode 183 of Cognitive Dissonance. And, uh... I don't have a snappy intro. Yeah, actually, that's pretty much like I have actually no snappy intro at all. Snappy today, huh? I know I'm not feeling all that snappy. So we're just gonna launch right into the first story. I'm just fucking abandoning ship yeah. on the snappy <laughs> intro quickie, portion quickie. of the program. You don't do any planning for that, do you? I've never it's once fucking thought. Evident. It's fucking ridiculously evident. I, I have never thought until the moment we start recording about what I'm going to say <laughs> into the intro, and I think I've actually come up with something 182 times. Except for today, obviously this time right. I failed. If- <laughs> so, yeah, I got nothing. So this story comes from PilotOnline.com. Um, this is evidently a news source sandwiched amidst every ad available to man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Seriously, you can't advertise more shit on the page. On the page, on uh, at least on my view. A third or less of the page is taken up by the actual yeah. ad story. block the rules, rest dude. It it's shit. got seven ads on this page. <laughs> dude, it's I can't see re- a single one. So. Ridiculous. Um, so Elizabeth City Magistrate turns away same-sex couples. This is North Carolina. Um, and basically a, uh, a couple, obviously North Carolina is now one of the states, one of the 30 states where same-sex couples can get married. A same-sex couple uh, went down to the old courthouse. Uh, after 31 years together, they finally 
were able to get married, or so they thought, but the magistrate turned them away and said he won't be performing the marriage because of his religious beliefs, uh, Cecil. I, like, I, I love that we still have magistrates. Right? I actually looked up magistrate to make sure it meant, like, lay judge, which is what it means. It feels like, like you need to, like, get a herald in to be like, call me a magistrate, <laughs> you know? Honey, where's my powdered wig? I gotta go to work. Everywhere they walk, they have to have a bugle that follows them around, like, <laughs> like, I love the idea that we still have magistrates. But the guy uh, didn't want to fucking marry him. He's like, fucking, oh, I'm fucking grumpy Gus. I don't want to do know, it. Right? I'm like, not going to do it. You can't make me do it. Um, newsflash. Yes, they can make you do it. And so you're probably going to lose your job. I hope he loses his job. I hope. I mean, it would be really like all that, the, all that should happen is he'd be like, yeah, I'm not going to do that thing. And then they'd turn to his supervisor and be like, you got somebody competent? I mean, that right. would be my, I wouldn't, right. uh, that's the thing I don't understand is these people, we've heard these stories before and like the people are like, yeah, so we fucking didn't get married today. I'd be like, slow your fucking train. Yeah. I would fucking make a scene. Like you'd be fucking pepper spraying my ass before <laughs> I walked out of there because there is absolutely no way to let that go. Right. Like I show up. It is your fucking job to do a thing. And it'd be the it, it honestly would be the same thing if you went to fucking Speedway and you're like, yeah, I want to buy gas. And like, yeah, I don't sell gas to white people or you know, whatever. <laughs> be like, what? what are you talking about? Like, that's outrageous. You can't do like you simply cannot do that. So, I mean, it's it's the exact same thing. Like, ah, it's against my religion to be a decent human being. Like, well, fucking, I don't give a fuck what your religion is. Yeah, do your job. It doesn't enter bag. into this into this conversation at all. It's like you're not the one getting married, so you could do whatever the fuck you want. You know, this would be like if you had the guy who plays the mouse at Chuck E. Cheese and he like spiked your birthday cake on the ground, <laughs> just like going. Yeah, it, it. You know, this is actually. It's I. I was eating Brussels sprouts the other day at work. So I had leftover. I'd made Brussels sprouts, brought leftovers. And somebody's like, I don't like Brussels sprouts. And I'm like, well, I wasn't fucking offering you any. Like, they just came by and, like, fucking threw their opinion. They're like, oh, I don't like Brussels sprouts. Oh, I'm just man. like, well, I wasn't going to give you any. It's like, I wasn't. A fucking easy suggestion. Don't do the thing. Like, oh, I don't like gay marriage. And don't fucking get a gay marriage. Yeah, man. I, that's like super we're, easy. It's like wearing like a, a concert T-shirt and being like, "I hate that band." And be like, "Fucking, I didn't ask you to go to their concert, right?" So shut okay. up. Like, did, did it'd be like I didn't. I have fucking two tickets sitting here, yeah. like waiting. Oh shit, I'm Fuck. tear them up. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Who else am I gonna go see Evanescence with? <laughs> <laughs> I was counting on you to go God see them. Damn it. Fucking, who's going to go to the Taylor Swift concert with me? <laughs> glory, glory, hallelujah, God does not exist. So this next story comes from thegrio.com. Well, I don't even know why I chose this source. I don't either. Because this story this is story everywhere. This everywhere. This fucking story has been vomited up everywhere. And I picked, like, the craziest news source for it, the Grio. What the fuck is the Grio? Um, so this story is kind of great. A uh, pastor who admitted he had AIDS refuses to step down, gives Sunday sermon. Um, this is the most awkward Sunday sermon ever. Uh, Juan McFarlane was the uh, pastor in attendance at the uh, church at the Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church in Montgomery, Alabama. He delivered a sermon on divine healing, posted the video to YouTube. You can check it out. I didn't because it is probably bullshit. Um, and uh, this guy is the same guy that he admitted to sleeping with members of the congregation despite knowing that he was HIV positive. <laughs> what 
How fucking awkward fuck? is that? Oh my god. That's fucking ridiculous. And then they, they wound up the church hierarchy voted him out and they said he had to step down and the, the vote was 80 to 2. I want to know who the two the are. Two, probably him and his wife. I don't know. <laughs> so following... Was it like a scene from like 12 Angry yeah. Men, but it just... <laughs> He, like, couldn't convert the other 80 people. Now he's, like, filibustering to try to keep his position. <laughs> but it said, following his AIDS admission, as well as other troubling actions such as drug use and mishandling of church funds. And I just can't get this image out of my head of him, like, like snorting blow off a hooker's ass in between choir songs, you know? Just like, <laughs> he's cutting it, you know, he's fucking snorting it up there. Can you, this, this guy... He could he could have just walked out into the fucking audience and like punched a parishioner in the face. You know what I mean? Like he was doing everything wrong. It's so great too because he's mishandling funds. So it's, he's got that hooker. And he's fucking making it rain. Yeah. Like ah! I got AIDS. Who fucking cares? Ah! I can do anything I want. Oh man. The the church deacon actually commented that the parishioners wanted only to take the church back. Not to hurt McFarlane. And I got to tell you, like, if I found out that a trusted member of the church was fucking stealing the money and fucking infecting people with diseases, <laughs> I'd be like, ah, I don't care if he gets hurt. You know, at this point, at this point, my fucking, I got to, I got to uh, hand it to you. Because if you're willing to turn the other cheek when a dude is stealing my money and infecting people with diseases, I'd be like, ah, kind of don't fucking care what happens to that guy. He's a fucking bad person. <laughs> This guy's got like, he's like three of the four plagues on his own. I know. You know like, <laughs> I, all he needs is like a guy with like a t-shirt gun filled with frogs to follow him around. But thump, he just thump, wants thump. his own horse. Like yeah. that's it. He's like, what do I got to do? What do I got to do? Like, look, I do I? I'll be I'll be pestilence. Yeah. Is that what you want? I'll be pestilence. I already am. Fine. I already am. Oh, I'll take the food out of their mouths by taking their money. So I'm famine. He's famine. I'm pestilence. Pestilence. It's going to take a while, but eventually death. Death. And people hate you know. me, so it's war. So there right. You there you go. <laughs> Fucking all four of them. You know, there, there is nothing normal about being a sodomite. There is no life that will come out of a rectum. You cannot produce life. It's only death. Every time, there's nothing in a rectum except waste, refuse, and death. This fucking guy. Oh, uh, there's so much in this. Man, look at this. This is from the Raw story. North Carolina, popping up again. Uh, pastor comes unglued overcoming gay weddings. You think Ebola is bad now? Just wait. He bellows. <laughs> um, a Baptist panist pap <clears throat> A Baptist pastor. <laughs> I can't speak. A Baptist pastor is warning that God will escalate the Ebola crisis when North Carolina begins performing same-sex marriage. And I love the idea that God is just waiting, like, man, when they start doing that in North Carolina, <laughs> not North Carolina, fucking Massachusetts, who gives a shit? But once that shit hits North Carolina, Ebola for everybody. Don't make me turn this car around. <laughs> I, I will turn this car me. around. Let's play it. There's a minute-long clip, I guess, of him. I haven't listened to it yet, so... I'd hate to think that a bull in a pasture and a cow has more sense than a PhD in a university. Does he, does he hate to think it or does he think it? He does think <laughs> it. I mean, I think he like, thinks it. So I don't yeah, know. he's absolutely like, I hate yeah. to think this thing I'm thinking that you're cheering about. <laughs> 
That's what I hate to think. And actually, everyone in this room thinks it too. Right, exactly. When I say I hate to think, that's just a turn of phrase. I really don't hate to think it. I actually fucking just orgasm thinking it. Right, like I lay in bed fucking pulling my dick (laughs) thinking about this. Thinking about All the time. Being smarter than a PhD. Okay, here we go. A little more. (laughs) I'd hate to think that two skunks in the backyard are smarter than a judge that's supposed to have studied the laws of the land and able to interpret the law. Isn't it amazing? For 150 plus years, we've had the laws and many of the same laws on the book, and all of a sudden we're supposed to have had a vision overnight at how dumb we were all of those years, and now the things that even put laws in place that said homosexuality is breaking the law is now putting so-called laws in place saying that it's okay, that it's a lifestyle that's acceptable in our society. Listen, we're not getting wiser. As evidenced by everything you just said. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, some of us certainly are giving it a whirl. Yeah. I, where does it say in the Constitution that a marriage is between a man and a woman? Oh, yeah. That would be on page none of the pages. <laughs> yeah. You might want to check that. I think it's, the thing is, a lot of people don't read the index oh, on the Constitution. Yeah, so yeah. you got to really, and you know, it's you, hidden in the. You guys got print. fucked by Scalia because he's such a literalist. You know what I mean? So that's the problem. <laughs> We're getting dumber. We're not getting smarter, my friend. We are meriting, we are bringing the judgment of God on this nation as sure as Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. Don't be surprised at the plagues. Don't be surprised at the judgment of God. You think Ebola is bad now? Just wait. If it's not that, it's going to be something else. Oh, that's perfect, isn't it? What a great right, out. I know. When it's not that. What a great mm-hmm. out he left himself. He's just like, so somebody goes back and be like, hey, man, you remember when you said Ebola was going to be like the fucking big thing that was going to take us out because God was mad? Be like, oh, but I put that little clause in there that said, or something else. And you see, when things don't, when, when my fucking prophecies don't come true, I just pick new prophecies because I leave outs for myself. Right. I, I, I don't specify a timeline. And in this case, I don't even specify a mechanism for action. So over the course of an infinite period of time, something bad will happen. Wow. Great. Thanks, fucking Pastor Snooze Button. Jeez, it's like, I'll, Who gives a shit? I'll either win the lottery this week with these numbers or I won't. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. Wow. Fucking it's 100% guaranteed. Prognosticator you are. Oh, my gosh. My friend, I want you to understand, you can't thumb your nose at God and God turn his head away without God getting your attention. Okay. Yeah, God can get my attention anytime he'd like. I have a really good life. (laughs) I have a great attention span. (laughs) You know, here's the thing, man. Like, I have a great life. If God, like, and I'm fucking thumb my nose at God 183 times so far. (laughs) I, I fucking thumb my More nose at God basically as a part-time yeah. job at this point. More than that because of EAC. Because we, we did it right? during the other show, too. So. And I have a fucking great life. So, come on. Come get some, yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> so far, it's Atheist 1, God 0. Because well, I'm real. There's a part. I want to read part of this. He says, they were doing something that was not normal. And this is about Sodom and Gomorrah. They were doing something that is not natural. And as a result of that, like God judged the, uh, the world of a flood, he judged Sodom and Gomorrah with fire. The most blasphemous thing I've heard in 40 years of ministry, I heard on the news last night where rogue judges have gone against the will of the ministry and made, a, made America a country where totalitarianism, where there's totalitarianism. <laughs> what, 
What the fuck? What? Do you even understand what fucking totalitarianism is? Like, that- that would mean- okay, if there was a violent coup of the government by the Supreme Court, which I was unaware of- <laughs> the oldest people ever- Then like. maybe. Like, could you imagine, like, fucking Scalia with, like, a fucking M60? He was like- They're all out of breath, like, breaking hips in the process. And he's got, like, he's got, like, the Rambo fucking red headband on, and his shirt is off, and as he shoots the gun, each of his fucking moves is bouncing with the gun, you know? Are you fucking kidding me? Fucking, it's a totalitarian, it's a dictatorship, man. Where is there a dictatorship? Like, there's, there was fucking, first off, there was nine people. And it wasn't fucking nine zero, dumb fuck. It was fucking five four. I know. Like, it is every time. It's always five four. <laughs> it's, it's like, always, never not five four. It's always Scalia's height. You know what I mean? It's always five four. <laughs> Hey guys, why are you making fun of me? Yeah. I I'm five five and a half. Oh gosh. <laughs> Always picking on me. He's like he's like the George Costanza of <laughs> the judges. The judges. He's this little fucking propugnant fucker that you just want to go away. Oh god, I hate that guy so much. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, you know, the, this other thing in this sermon is he's talking about like, ah, these fucking animals know it. Like it's a basic fact of biology is what he's basically getting at. It's like for the animals across the fucking animal kingdom engage in homosexual activity. Like homosexual activity is not limited only to human beings. Plenty of animals engage in homosexual activity. There's fucking like dozens of examples of animals that engage in homosexual activity. Like it's not just limited to the human animal. So yeah, okay, fine. Like a bull and a cow in your fucking weird a backdoor family farm thing you've got going on. Probably not having fucking sex because you have one bull. <laughs> like it's like not like you've got like a fucking herd of bulls. Nobody has a herd of bulls. Like you've got a bull and then more cows because that is the efficient way to breed shit. If you get a herd of bulls, the milk is very thick. <laughs> and all the bulls have this like confused but satisfied grin on their face every morning. Like I don't think he knows what. He's doing. <laughs> Don't tell him. Don't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Farmer Handjob. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, oh, man. Old McDonald had a handjob. <laughs> it's like it's always been the little women that caught the vision of giving, beginning with Jesus himself. Out of their private means, some of you little precious ones have that little grocery money, some of that little money set aside. Assure tonight the blessings of God on your family by giving it to God and speaking that. Say it, God, this is for blessings on my family. So this story comes from the raw story. Ohio pastor forced vasectomies and abortions because kids divert money away from church. The fuck is going on at Grace <laughs> Cathedral? I mean, hold, hold, hold the fucking phone. This guy, this guy, Cecil, Reverend Ernest Angley, yeah. is the dude in charge, and he's telling you, like, yeah... Time for you to go get your fucking nuts cut and get an abortion. Like, wait, what the fucking, what are you talking about? This had to be the hardest sell ever. Man, it's crazy. These people, like, they were talking, this woman said, 
She was four months pregnant and she sat in the abortion clinic waiting room and told her baby that she was so sorry she was doing this. I know another girl, she won't come forward, but she was forced to have four abortions. And I started thinking, I'm like, okay, so give me a secular analog to this. Give me a secular reason to convince someone else who was not willing to have an abortion. Where is the secular reasoning, right? Right. Yeah, where's the authority from outside? Yeah. To do yeah. something like that. Because right. I couldn't, th- I was like, uh, what? Why would you listen to him? Oh, because you think you're going to go to hell if you don't. Because he's the authority. He's the mouthpiece. He's the one who tells you what is right and wrong. What uh, is good, what's holy. And and you've got to listen to him or else, you know, you're in real trouble when it comes time for the judgment. Man, and he's so weird. Like, the things that he says, let me read some of the things that he says. Um, he says, I'm not a homosexual. God wouldn't use a homosexual like he uses me. He calls me his prophet, and indeed I am. They call Jesus a homosexual. Did you know that? They still do, because he was with men. What? Uh, right? Who calls Jesus a homosexual? And then when he's talking about the fucking, like, the vasectomies, like, the weird, like, forced what? vasectomies, because somebody says in here, like, you're not allowed to have kids. None of us have kids, because he makes all the men get fixed. Um, and he says... That he had helped many of the boys down through the years. They had their misgivings, he recalled. Sure, I'd have them uncover themselves, but I did not handle them at all. And I would tell them how that would work, and they'd have to watch it. What what he's doing? I'd have some of them come back to me that I felt needed to. And I would tell them I would look at them. They're privates. I so I could tell how they were swelling. I was a, <laughs> how they were swelling. This gets better. I was a farm boy. We thought nothing about undressing. We didn't know about homosexuals. We talked about women. What the fuck are you talking about? This guy doesn't even seem... The thing that's so unbelievable to me is he doesn't even make sense when he's talking. I know. When I read that... How is he selling this? When I read that, I was like, wait a second, what was swelling? Like I was like, wait a minute, how is that swelling and what is going on there? Right, right. Uh, Let me examine your swelling. Hold on, I just need to get a little closer to the swelling. But this guy looks great too, doesn't he? I mean, he looks like, that looks like the biggest piece of fake hair I've ever seen on a human being. (laughs) Doesn't it? I mean, it just looks, it looks like, it looks like the the woman from Napoleon Dynamite helped him pick out a wig. (laughs) His face is so jowly. I know. That his eyes are actually beating a strategical retreat (laughs) into the back of his head. I know. That you can't even see it. I'm fucking not even kidding. You cannot see his eyes at all. I wouldn't be surprised if someone treated his eyes, his eye socket like a wishing well and like chucked a quarter <laughs> in there. Fucking throw like, money at him. <laughs> I wish I didn't get a vasectomy. <laughs> I wish I had my baby. Oh, oh no. 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 That's terrible. Uh, this guy missed his calling. Can you imagine if this guy was this effective, like, selling used cars? I know. You know, you'd show up, you'd be, like, driving away a fucking flaming Pinto, and you'd be like, <laughs> this is the, how did this even happen? The, the car was on fire while I bought it. This it's is a- this is the kind of guy who could sell you a vacuum cleaner at your door. Right, And yes. you, you, you have hardwood floors. You yeah. know what I mean? You're just like, oh, <laughs> I guess I needed it. You're like, this guy walks out of your house and you've got like three Kirby vacuums and a bunch of Cutco. And you're like, what the fuck? 
I don't need this <laughs> at all. What just happened? You could accept the fact that this city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, Mr. Yes. Mayor. Real wrath of God type stuff. Exactly. Fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes. The dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. So this story comes from the Beacon News. Mom told police she tried to kill daughters so they could go home and be with Jesus Christ. Um, a woman in Montgomery, Illinois, um, tried to kill all three of her children. Um, she did a terrible job of it, by the way. Yeah, she fucking cocked that job up. Jesus. Um, can you imagine? She's this bad at killing her kids. Can you imagine how bad of a homeschooling teacher she was? <laughs> oh, no. Just terrible. Just terrible. <laughs> she has not found her calling. No. Um, so she's estranged from her husband. Um, and her husband's a pastor. And her husband called up and basically told her the world was ending. So she did the only rational thing sure. yeah. that she could do, which is that she tried to poison her children by making them drink a concoction of household cleaners. Um, the three girls <laughs> said, you know, fuck that noise. And they're all, like, older. It's not like these are, like, little girls. No, 12, 12 16, 16, and 19. Like, even the 12-year-old's like, Ma, I ain't drinking the Windex. <laughs> like, that's not a thing that's going to happen. Right. Um, so she had concocted a poison out of dishwashing detergent in order to subdue her children. Um, it's so strange. And she told police she'd hoped that they would fall asleep um, so that they so she could stab them. And I, I have to tell you, like, I don't know much about the toxicity of dishwasher detergent, but I don't think it's the same as a fucking sleeping pill. Yeah. I don't think anybody's like, oh, I'm filled with fucking cascade. I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> I'm so sleepy. I had a whole bottle of Jet Dry. I'll tell you, I you know I don't know that it was the emails from the husband that made her flip. Maybe they just bothered her too much while she was playing Farmville. You know what I mean? Like she was in the middle of Farmville, and it's like fucking. Will you stop? So she tries to make them drink the fucking dishwasher liquid, and the the kids are all like, "Mom, fuck that!" And so they don't drink the dishwasher liquid. She stabs, she asks if they accept Jesus as their savior. She stabs two of them, but then she, like, stabs herself. So when the police show up, she's all dressed in white and all fucking stabby and everything. And it's like, you failed, not only did you fail to poison your kids, you failed to kill your kids. You only stabbed two out of the three. Then you stabbed yourself. You're fucking terrible at this. Yeah, and and again, we're talking before, we talked about the abortion, right? You know, how do you convince somebody to get an abortion? How do you convince someone to kill their own children, right? Now, clearly this lady's fucking messed up, right? I'm not saying this lady's not fucking crazy. You can't discount. You can't just say, well, she was just a crazy person. You can't just throw that out and say, well, it's not, it's not anything. It's, that's, an, that's, a, that's a statistical outlier or something. Yeah, and you can't decide that, you know, without this trigger of apocalypse right because the whole apocalypse like narrative like is is so woven into the fabric of some people's being that they really truly believe that shit and if you really truly believe that the world is ending and then you also are unstable then all of a sudden there there's a rational you know a quasi-rational case in the mind of somebody who's you know maybe not firing on all cylinders to be made for, you know, committing something like this. But the trigger here relies on that embedded narrative, right? It relies on that, like, man, the world is ending and there is such a thing as Armageddon. There is such a thing as an apocalypse and all of that is actual and real. And, you know, I mean, I got to tell you, too, like killing your kids 
if you think that there's a heaven where they're going to go, man, that would be preferable to sure. living through sure. the hell of you know scarcity and war. It would be much fucking preferred. Like, hey, I can send my kids to paradise, or it'd be like it's like it's like it's exactly analogous to saying like. Hey, do you love your kids? Yeah, I fucking love my kids. Okay, well, you know, I, I got to tell you, you have to send them to either Honolulu or Syria. <laughs> well, who doesn't pick exactly. Honolulu? Exactly. And if you think those things are a real thing, right? I mean, you got, you've right. got to believe, yes. Yes. and that's the problem again with belief, right? You've got to believe 100% that there's, there's, there's going to be two options. It's going to be Armageddon or it's going to be paradise. And you've got to believe both of those things are true. Now, it may be a little easier to get over on someone who, you know, clearly doesn't have the mental faculties to stop, you know, someone from getting over on them, right? I mean, clearly there's something sure. wrong yeah. here because she's, she's allowing somebody, but there has to be a mechanism for them to get over on you. Want to contact the guys? Go to dissonancepod.com to get links to their Google+, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. If you want to contact them directly, send an email to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com or you can call and leave a message at 740-74-DOUBT that's 740-743-6828 do you want to support the show go to patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash dissonance pod or click the link on the podcast homepage and you can donate to the production of cognitive dissonance on a per episode basis if you can't spare any money, take a second to give us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher or spread the word about the show. We want to send a big heartfelt glory hold to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock. So this story comes from Mother Jones. ISIS magazine promotes slavery, rape, and murder of civilians in God's name. Uh, I haven't gotten my subscription yet, mostly because I'm terrified to mail in the card. You know, like, here's my address. Send me a yeah, magazine. The payment, you have to send eight heads in a duffel bag. <laughs> and then they take that as the payment only. So um, so ISIS evidently, I mean, they're they're actually quite the sophisticated uh, media. I mean, they're very savvy when it comes to their use of media. Um, they have a magazine, which I just find fucking unbelievable. Um, it bills itself as an informative source for the activities of ISIS fighters. Um, and Cecil, it has some absolutely crazy religious, and this is very important, religious justifications for some awful barbaric shit. Yeah, there's there's several different um, uh, points here where they they go out of their way. I mean, clearly they're listing all of these these parts of this this magazine where they're using their religion as a as a justification to um, not only hurt other people where they live, because there's a part where it says sack other people's cities. I'm just going to read off these, these headers. Condemn other people's beliefs. Enslave people. Threaten and kill people. Turn women and children into sex slaves and concubines um, that you didn't kill. Plunder. Murder civilians. Ethnically cleanse. Use suicide as a weapon. So there's a lot of things here that they're utilizing, and they're, they're, they're pointing to their, their belief uh, specifically pointing to their belief and saying, these are the reasons why we're able to do this. This is a justification through our holy book that allows us to do this. Uh, are these people, uh, you know, using this book and an interpret crazy interpretation of this book? Yeah, sure, they are. 
but the book still exists. The book still exists right. and is still showing not just a small this small group, but there's a lot of other people that it's showing that this is the right path. This is the right way to interpret this work. And so when you have that many people banded together, I'm not saying all of Islam, don't get me wrong, there's billion or billion people. So clearly not all of them think that this is a good idea and that this is the way in which they should the Quran should be interpreted. But there's clearly enough of them so that they can say take over a country. Yeah, and, and let's not let's not let's not pretend for a moment um, that ISIS is a small group of people. Um, according to the CIA, ISIS is, is between twenty and thirty thousand fighters. That's twenty and thirty thousand active fighters, according to the CIA. This is not, you know, four hundred sure. people. This is not a small this group is not, of this people. This is not the Westboro Baptist Church getting in their van and driving across the country. Right. You know. Right. This is these number in the tens of thousands. They have swept across two countries, um, and they the motivation and the justification. For the violence, according to them, not according to Cecil and I, but according to them, the justification for this violence is their religious conviction. That's why they call it the Islamic State. Right, right. right? It's right in the fucking That's name. That's why it's, a, it's, you know, there's a caliphate, right? That's why it's, you know, they're, right. they're calling these things by name. Yeah, it, this isn't this isn't us deciding like, oh, these these fighters are doing this in the name of Islam. It's them saying we are doing this in the name of Islam. And I will fucking read from what's in their fucking magazine regarding turning women into sex slaves. Yazidi women could be enslaved, unlike female apostates who the majority of the uh, jurists say cannot be enslaved and can only be given an ultimatum to repent or face the sword. So great choice there. After capture, the Yazidi women and children were then divided according to the Sharia amongst the fighters of the Islamic State who participated in the Sinjar operations. After one-fifth of the slaves were transferred to the Islamic State's authority to, to be divided as taxes. One should remember that enslaving the families of the unbelievers and taking their women as concubines is a firmly established aspect of the Sharia, that if one were to deny or mock, he would be denying or mocking the verses of the Quran and the narrations of the prophet. These are their words. That's what they fucking said. Right. So it is entirely fair and reasonable to judge their actions as religiously motivated when they expressly tell you, I mean, in words that simply could not be clearer, yeah. that the reason that they feel they can turn human beings into sex slaves and divide them as taxes is because their holy book says they can. And I don't want to say that they're not fundamentalists and they're not a sect, right? I don't want to say that. I don't want to, clearly they are. But... You can't look at this and say that they have a, they have a handbook that they have clearly uh, looked at and chosen verses out of and chosen uh, the way in which to interpret it, and it is damaging parts of the world. That text is the genesis for all of this, because without that, how do you convince another human to do these things, right? Because... Yeah. How do you convince someone that another human being isn't, isn't of worth and that they can be divided as taxes unless you're saying that there's some sort of judge up above us that's saying that that's totally fucking fine to do, right? There's something outside of human beings that is allowing us this, it's giving us this ability to 
split up humans like we want, kill whoever we want. And it's not whoever we want. It's who God wants us to kill. And, you know, they're manipulating large groups of people using this text. And then they have, uh, you know, they have the religion, of course, has its ability to uh, to motivate people through, you know, threat of punishment and promise of reward. And, and you can't look at this and say that this isn't a bad thing in its in its core, that the religion part of it is not the the rotten core center of this. And I, I do think that 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 particular piece is also written to um, ease the misgivings of moderate Muslims who might look at this and say, you know, how could you do that? How could you do that? And they're and they're attempting to say, look, here's our just I mean, this is how we can do it. Because at the end of that paragraph, they say, look, if you deny this, you deny the words of the prophet. Fucking I'm not going to deny the words right. of the prophet to the fucking ISIS well, no, people. That's no. for fucking sure. And it, it, yeah. So this is their way to say, like, I can do it. Don't you dare yeah, question And especially me. in that in that part of the world where apostasy is is death. So this next story comes from The Independent. Iraq descends into anarchy. Shia militias abducting and killing Sunni civilians in revenge for ISIS attacks. And, you know, the other thing I want to point out about this this article, because it's exactly what it says, um, is at some point you can't make a rational distinction, I don't think, between ethnic violence and religious violence. I, I, I don't even understand how you do that. These are two religious sects. And they're they're split, I mean, along cultural grounds now, but the original split was over, you know, uh, I mean, who, like the lineage of Muhammad, like that's really like where the Shia and, and Sunni split comes from. It's like split over like who the prophets are according to the lineage of Muhammad. Oh, it's his cousins. No, it's whatever. Who fucking cares? And now these people are fucking butchering each other. Um, in in religious fueled warfare, because how do you differentiate a Shia from a Sunni? It's what you believe. It's not it's not the color of your skin. It's not it's it's what you believe. It's the church you go to. This is like you know the Catholics and the Protestants. We see this happen with other religions, like you said, the Protestants and the Catholics. We see you know clearly there's a, there's been a long history of those uh, violence between those those two sects, and there's. You know, long history of violence between these two sects, too. This is, again, another sad moment for us. And it's, this, is, this is not, like we said, this is not uh, Islam only. This is a, this is a religion-wide problem, is that there's always somebody who's going to reinterpret that book in a different way, and it's going to make some people mad and mad enough to kill. And this is a perfect example of this. People dying like crazy. I mean, the, the fucking photos in here it's like the goddamn end of the world it's the fucking road it's so bad it's so genuinely upsetting that this is fucking going on and why is it going on it's going on for no reason like for no actual reason there you can't bring reason into these conversations and 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 as proof of that i would say if you were abducted by these people do you think you could reason your way out of yeah. it? Absolutely, you could not 
reason your way out of it. Because reason has nothing to do with this. And as long as reason has nothing to do with this conversation, the conversation's over before it has begun. Now, the concern, obviously, is if this isn't, isn't bottled up in San Francisco, this kind of nonsense, then it's going to be spreading across the entire fruited plain. And you're going to be going to your Burger King in Des Moines, Iowa, and you're going to have a rainbow-colored wrapper for your Whopper. Sister, it comes from Right Wing Watch, Klingenschmidt. Government recognition of gay marriage is deceiving <laughs> citizens into hell. I have to say that the video where it's frozen here, where it's like, start, it looks great because he's got his, his little chubby fist like right up by his face, <laughs> and he looks like he's he's like, I don't know, taking a smash or something. Like his face is all contorted. It's a great picture. Let's play Klingenschmidt. Klingenschmidt uh, basically is just going to go on about gay marriage again. So let's let's listen to him go on about it. Is this God's judgment on America? That many of these judges now, since they don't acknowledge God, they're making decisions out of a debased mind. I'm talking about at the appeals court level to homosexualize marriage. And ultimately, as I said, God will be the judge. You know, gay marriage is still illegal in all 50 states because God has decreed it so. When did God write oh. our fucking laws? <laughs> God. And God will throw you into jail. No, wait, that's uh, not true. God's got a so, badge. Yeah. He's God the he, sheriff. God the sheriff swings in. He's a in. crusty but benign old sheriff who sort of sits behind his, his desk. He's got his old hound dog <laughs> that sits next to him. <laughs> and Jesus is like Jesus is like that young cop, the hothead who's always busting out of the seams. That's right, awesome. Right. He's the young rook, rookie cop that doesn't play by the rules. Like, wait, what? God damn it, chief, you can take my badge. Right. Okay, yeah. fine. Who cares? In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, the Bible says this. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators nor idolaters nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor covetous, drunkards, revilers, swindlers, will inherit the kingdom of God. Let's take a moment and pray. Would you pray with me? Tom, we're going to pray with yeah, him? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass on that. You know, I, I do want to ask you about inheriting the kingdom of God. Don't I have to wait for God to die Yeah, and then before I get the inheritance? Yeah, and then you've got to deal with uh, all the people that want a piece of that. You know what I mean? Like, right. just get in Ugh. line. You know what I mean? And then Heavenly probate. God's got to pay off all his debts with all of his, his, uh, his estate. Oh, oh my gosh, it's exhausting. Oh. Like, the probate court in heaven is yeah. just like, it's it's ridiculous. Like you go up there and it's basically just a fucking DMV. Oh, like that's it. That's heaven. That would be. <laughs> it's like a deli counter and like you. It's like Beetlejuice. Like you pull the number and it's like, yeah, four million eight hundred and sixty-five. Uh, and like the thing clicks over. It's like now serving two. And you're like God. At damn least it. the like vision of Beetlejuice is more interesting than hell or heaven. Right. You know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> either one. It's more interesting than both of them. Like the vision of Beetlejuice is a more in-depth and interesting afterlife than anything depicted in the Bible. You know what I mean? You you look at it and you're just like, well, the way they depict heaven, you're just like, uh, sounds kind of lame. I do like in the Beetlejuice afterlife that if you're fucking mangled in a horrible car wreck, you die and you go mangled. I know, you're like totally, like everybody's like head is flat and shit. Like that is crazy and awesome. <laughs> so like if you get like burnt to cinder, you're just like, ah, fuck. And like somebody else... Like dies like of a fucking freak heart attack at like twenty five and they're in heaven and they're all beautiful yeah. and you're like what the <laughs> fuck that's not fair like that's actually just actually it, it'd be perfectly fair if you were still old and weird looking 
Yeah. Because, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, you at least got to live out part of your life. You know what I mean? Like, That's they got true. died at right. 25. Let's, I kind of want to pray with them. So let me, let me just pray with them real quick. Father in heaven, I do pray in Jesus' name that you will vindicate us as Americans, that our laws will reflect God's highest law. Wait, God's highest law is do not worship any gods before me. Yeah, no, uh, it's been replaced by don't have butt sex. <laughs> it's, yeah. That's in the footnotes. In <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a new, it's a new, it's a new highest law. New highest law. The don't have yeah. any other gods before me got bumped yeah. down. It's yeah. a, so, no butt sex. Sorry. And no immigration is the second one. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, so there's a little more. So that our government locally does not deceive our citizens into hell by telling the citizens, this is okay, this is normal, this is acceptable, when God, you yourself have decreed it to be sin. It feels, feels so, like, fucking, it just seems like such an inequity because you're like, how, how often, how much of my life do I spend having sex? You know? Like, I... Like I would Well, hold on. I can do the math. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. I can 0%. do the math. So, yeah. <laughs> so wait, 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 wait. So 7 minutes yeah. time No, wait. It's not a two for. Yeah. All right. 3 and a half minutes. I was going to say 7 minutes entirely for my whole life. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, but you know like like how much how much time do I how much time do I spend at work? How much time do I spend in bed? How much time do I spend interacting with other human beings or ignoring the the needs of other human beings, let's say, or doing other bad things, right? Uh, I, I, I just, it's like, it's, a, it's such a minute part of people's lives. Unless you're like a fucking sex worker. Like, that's the only person who fucking, like, sex is a part of their life because that's their job. Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. And it's such a fucking banal part of your life. I mean, when all, at the end of the day, like, all the things that, like, that you do in your life that matter, sex is like one of those things. It doesn't, it doesn't make, it doesn't matter any more than if I'm like, I ate apple pie. It's like, who cares? Yeah. Who fucking cares that you ate apple pie? It may it means nothing to anyone. Like it's just that shit's between me and the pie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, don't get me wrong, I fucked that pie. I mean, I oh yeah, fucked dude. that pie. I fucking went straight up American yeah. pie oh, style yeah. on that yeah. thing. Just tore it up. mode, my friends. <laughs> you want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. So this story comes from Pat Robertson, right wing watch. Uh, Halloween is a festival for demonic spirits. Halloween's coming up, Cecil. Are you uh, are you ready? Do you have your costume? I haven't picked anything out yet. I was maybe going to go as Pat Robertson. That would be the great. You have got How to come go to my Halloween Pat party Robertson? as Pat Robertson. Just just go get a crypt keeper. I would just mask. have to like like print his face out on a piece of paper. Uh, so Pat Robertson had some shit to say about Halloween, yeah. Cecil. We should listen well, to it. Well, you know, maybe... I think he's a huge fan of Michael Myers, actually, so... We want to get right to your email. Pat, this first one is from Hope, who says, My sister wants to throw a Halloween party for the children in our family, but I'm a Christian woman and want to continue to instill these values in my children and grandchild, so I don't let them participate in trick-or-treating or costumes. My family feels like I'm stopping my kids' fun. <laughs> you fucking oh mean God. person you are! What I know. a mean person you are! My sister wants to enjoy her uh. life, but I'm a fucking mean-spirited, spiteful <laughs> bitch. <laughs> wow. Oh, great. That's great. My, my fucking sister wants to raise fucking normal kids, and I want to make sure that they're fucking constantly repressed at every moment and the weird one at school. <laughs> oh, great. They can't celebrate yeah. their birthday either. Will it be wrong to let them go to the party and buy them costumes and just don't let them trick or treat? Please help because I don't want to see them upset. How about yeah, be no a kidding. parent? 
How about fucking don't send a message to some fucking goddamn grizzled old fucking nearly dead fucking completely archaic dirt bag. <laughs> Mom, can we go to the Halloween party? I don't know. Pat Robertson hasn't told me yet. I don't like. I don't. <laughs> Mom, what do you think? I don't. I don't think. Pat Robertson hasn't told I me don't what ever to think. think. All right, Halloween uh, 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 is a uh, festival for demonic spirits. The whole idea of trick-or-treating the druids um, would go to somebody's house and ask for money, and if they didn't get money, they'd kill one of their sheep. I mean, that was the the trick, uh, you know. So I mean, it was serious stuff, and it was also uh, all this business about goblins and jack-o'-lanterns and all that. All comes out of demonic. Uh, uh, rituals of the Druids and the people who lived in England at that particular time. I think churches can have Halloween parties. You can bob for apples and do stuff like that and, and turn it into a Christian uh, festival. And that's what we ought to do. We need to redeem these days. But that day was given over to satanic things. <laughs> oh, my God. That day was given over to Satan. Satan, you, got, you win this one. It was the Satan thing. Chris go, Satan. Christ 364, Satan won. I just looked it up to see if there would be some mention of killing sheep, uh, but I didn't see anything in here about the murdering of sheep. Uh, looked like it was just about begging. <laughs> that's like, it? That's what it was. It was like trick-or-treating was about, um, it's like they dressed up and they, they begged, basically. That's what it looks like. So okay. I can't, I mean, I don't see anything about sheep getting killed or druids. Well, Druids, are you suggesting like, that Pat Robertson is not factually I, accurate? You know, maybe he's right. But the thing is, is like fucking, aren't we past the point where we start fucking believing in like, like the thing is, is like he wants to, us to think Halloween's like a real thing. I know. I know. Like he wants us to think like Halloween's like a scary, real, it, I mean, this is a guy who wouldn't say like fucking Candyman 10 times in front of a mirror. <laughs> right? Like, Bloody Mary. No, stop. No, what a stop. Guy. You'll what are you fucking, doing? you'll summon her. You'll, you'll literally summon her here. <laughs> and then I will fucking, I don't know what will happen. Like, we'll have to have eat tea sandwiches together. What would possibly, you know, this is, this is the thing is these people put this shit in, in their heads to think that, you know, Trick-or-treating isn't evil. It's a satanic thing. It's a demonic thing. Right. A jack-o'-lantern. A fucking carved goddamn gourd I know. is a demonic thing. It's a carved gourd. It's a fruit, dude. Somebody took a fruit and a knife and made a face in a fruit. It's like it's like a fucking a, a goddamn apple dove is a fucking right. demonic <laughs> thing, too. It's like somebody somebody like carves a rose out of a radish. It's like, oh my god, it's the devil! It's the devil. It's the it devil doesn't matter flower. whatever it is, if you carve it out of a fruit, it's fucking it's it's complete evil. So like uh, you know you know it's actually those those old Ginsu commercials where they used to make all the different like fucking tomato fucking flowers and shit. That shit was fucking totally I mean you might as well just be fucking like writing a, writing a check to Satan right there. I mean you you know the, the thing is if you play those commercials backwards, then you get your instructions on how to serve Satan. Yeah, it's, and it turns out you serve them with a side of uh, applesauce. So actually, if you it. play those backwards, people put cans together. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what happens. <laughs> they, the, the knives magically heal cans. I fixed it. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> So we want to thank all of our patrons, of course, but we want to thank uh, specifically our newest patrons: Graham, Dave, Sean, Michael, Megan, Matthew. Sherry, Lee, Jared, and Reuter Hurry. There's a okay. So I'm just gonna spell it. 
R U A I D H R I. Um, I don't know. Maybe you might want to save some money and buy a vowel. <laughs> I can't. But in any case, thank you all very much. Thank you so much for being patrons. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, we're very happy uh, that people uh, like the show enough to become patrons. So thank you all so much. So we got some email we want to read. Uh, I think Tom, do you want to get right into the hate mail right away? Yeah, why not? Let's. All I right. mean, yeah. Why let's wait? Just, let's just do a little hate mail. Do a little hate mail first, and then we'll work our way into the other mails, the various mails the various that we received. Types of mails. Yeah. So let's let's just uh, let's just do this one first. So I want to read. This is from Christopher, and Christopher <laughs> got mad at us for apologizing. Uh, he said. When we apologized for using the word homosexual, he was so mad about it. He was like fucking furious. You could see he was pounding on his keyboard. He was so mad uh, because he says, as he says, um, the politi that politically correct pandering to one person who was offended came across as insincere, self-righteous, and fucking condescending. And I don't know that we got the fucking in there, but sure. Okay, fair enough. And, uh, and he said that gay was used as a pejorative exponentially more than the direct technically correct term of homosexual. I'd like to so, see his metrics on that. Yeah, so <laughs> so what I did was I had sent him the GLAD reference guide was, uh, which is what I did. And he had said, uh, he sent back another email and he said, I stand educated. Uh, I see where you're coming from, but I still disagree. After showing this to a number and he said, might have only been three gay friends, I was told by one to fuck GLAD and their hypersensitivity and that either word is okay. It seems most share the sentiment. Well, I am glad you went through the scientific rig rigor of less than fucking Andrew Wakefield to find out, right? <laughs> I mean, like, fucking Andrew Wakefield had, like, 12 people, right? Right, They had 12 yeah. people, and they decided that autism came from vaccines. You had three fucking people. You went to go talk to three people. But that's And then most. you're suddenly like, oh, well, fucking... Hey man, you guys were wrong. Yeah, that's that is that's actually how you figure it out. Um, I so right. what I did, Cecil, after we got that email, is I called the Pew Research Center, and I told them, guys, I can save you so much time and money. <laughs> what you have to do? You guys have been spending all this time and energy. Uh. Polling and like right. controlling and you know doing these big statistical analyses. Absolutely, yeah. You just need to get three data sets. Yeah, all you that's need is how three you points. figure out if something yeah. is a true. All you need is three points and you have a triangle. That's that's all. <laughs> that's, you it. <laughs> that's it. Done. <laughs> yeah. Fucking sold. Yeah. So yeah, man, I'm I'm glad that you found us fucking condescending. Yeah, uh, I appreciate that. I'm not sure who exactly we were condescending. To. I don't know either. Like I don't fucking, find that I sort felt, of confusing. I felt like. Pretty genuine when I apologize. Yeah, wait, here's the thing, Cause like, because here's the thing, I was genuine. Yeah, I know, you like, know, and we don't want to offend the people that we are on, like, the side. Their of. side. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know of like a way we can make that more clear, other than to just say it. Maybe this will come off as insincere, though. I think. I hope this does actually come off. As very <laughs> I don't know how to drip with uh, more evident sincerity. Yeah. He says. He says, "Stop with the holier than thou bullshit and stick to making the funny." Uh, holier than thou. Like, where did that even come from? A holier-than-thou attitude often comes from uh, a, an apology. Yeah. A lot of times people will be like, oh, man, that apology was really holier-than-thou. <laughs> Said nobody ever. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. The moment you become a fucking patron, I'll listen to you talk and give me orders. How's that, Christopher? So uh, go ahead and get on that. We also got a message, too. Uh, and this is... <laughs> 
this is Tom, I think uh, we need to call on uh, one of your amazing voices, uh, one that we've sort of called a nerdy conspiracy theorist. Uh, will you please read the comment? This is a comment left to us by Thomas. And this comes from the, he put this on the about the hosts portion of the page. Yeah, like, so if you want to comment on this, it's on the about the host portion of our page. It's public, so you can go ahead and look at it. If you want great content in a way you can barely parse it. This is a podcast for you. If you like digging through crap to find diamonds, you have found your podcast. If you think a bowl of half ice cream and half shit is okay, then Cecil and Tom are the host for you. I love that. It, like, this is a guy who clearly has eaten a bowl of half ice cream and half shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and like, I don't say me once. <laughs> right. Well, I don't say that he's done it on purpose, but I think that probably he was in an area where some shit got in his ice cream and he was just like, Fuck it, I'm still eating it. No, it's fucking ice cream, dude. I'm still eating it. It's still good. Nothing alone they do is bad, but their constant lack of research, i.e. understanding what they read, and the juvenile insults, laughs, and insults get old after a while. (laughs) They even pretended to want to try to present the show in an educated, educational, albeit entertaining way. They would be worth the time. A very long podcast spent getting through all the crap to get to the few good points they have. You know what's so funny when people say that, like, oh, their podcast is so long, I don't want to listen to it, but I like your news items. It's like, just fucking, like, go to Reddit. Yeah, if you're coming to us to find, like, to actually source news rather than get the editorial portion of it like you've done newsing wrong failed (laughs) so badly at the things you're doing like the reason you should come here is the editorial if you don't like the editorial why are you here i i can't the whole show is an editorial that's honestly the same thing as if you went to the editorial section in your newspaper and was like (laughs) this is just somebody's opinion What I like about this, 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 uh, when he says, then Tom and Cecil are the host for you. I know. Like, it's like, like, you know what I was thinking is, is like, you and I are like Captain Planet. Like, we, you like, we both turn into like one host. (laughs) Just that's it. And then I was thinking, I was like, well, maybe we are more like Captain Planet because if we merge together, we would be a literal planet. (laughs) See, and I, I saw that and I thought like, maybe we were like the, like the holy host. You know, like, <laughs> like, open up your fucking mouth, man. I'll give you yeah. a present. Uh, he does end it with, if they are, tr- if, and he puts if in both caps. I don't know why you do I that. I don't know. If, that's probably just a typo, I guess. If they are trying to be the atheist, and he puts atheist in quotes, too. I don't know why you would put atheist in quotes. Howard Stern, they have a long way to go. What the fuck? Who the fuck wants to be the atheist Howard Stern? I don't know why anybody would want to be the Howard Stern Howard Stone. <laughs> he, he also says, too, in this part I like, he says this sort of sophomoric humor will appeal to some, but they needs to decide on a goal of what they want to be other than two or three guys using up an hour to an hour and a half of time. Okay, so it's need, not needs and we yeah. are two people yeah. Cecil and Tom that's I mean we're two. big guys so you you know if we put us on a scale and you you turn the person around and just read the number they might say there's three people on the scale yeah i i, I think like when he says like this will appeal to some it's like mm, we did break 3 million all-time yeah. downloads <laughs> Actually, this guy downloaded us 2,999,000 times because he was so mad. He was furious about it. So if you want to leave a comment for Thomas 
Uh, Thomas can be found on our page. If you just go down, scroll down uh, on the About the Host, you can leave a comment for Thomas. If you, you know, if you agree or disagree, feel free to leave a comment. We got some other email that's a little, I guess, less venomous. So we should read some of that. <laughs> we got a message, Thomas, and this was uh, Tom, and this is on our Patreon page. And somebody had said that uh, the Indonesian uh, say, I think, is how you pronounce it, um, is actually has some autonomy and is not really representative of the Indonesia as a whole. So we wanted to make sure that we mentioned that. We did say last time we were talking about that area of the world, we weren't talking about it being being part of, you know, Indonesia and how that's, we were using it as a, as a measuring stick for Indonesia. And I think that that would, that came off incorrectly. Yeah. I think I was just flat out wrong about that. So thank you for the correction. It's, you cannot use ASE as a, as a measuring stick, like you said, for Indonesia. It's just, it's just inaccurate. So, but it's still fucked up. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I'm not going there. Up. Yeah. I'll tell you where I'm not going. Yeah. ASE. So we got a message, and this is this is actually kind of terrifying, Tom. This is this is from Galen. Uh, yeah, this is this is pretty great. Um, he says, "Hi guys, I need to warn you of the danger unleashed at my cookout the other day. We were hanging out on the deck when a fly landed on my friend Joe's arm. He brushed it away quickly, but clearly this revealed Joe as the Antichrist. We all oh, knew it. We had barely begun to come to grips with this revelation when Ernie noticed another fly on my shoulder." Since there can't be two antichrists, obviously the reins had now been passed to me. It was an odd feeling. The rush of power was indescribable. <laughs> Sadly, before I could put my first evil plan into motion, a fly landed on the potato salad. Just like that, my title was stripped. The potato salad became the antichrist. I threw it away, but I know it's still out there somewhere. Plotting. <laughs> scheming. <laughs> Stay alert, my friends. That's pretty great. Oh, that is pretty great. I love yeah. it. I love Fucking it. Thank awesome. you so much. Hilarious. We got a message. This is funny, too, because I, I guess I didn't realize that there was a thing. Uh, Michael sends us a message, and he says, Searching for a needle in a pile of needles is actually a saying. Uh, and he says he looks it, 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 he's heard it in like particle physics and things like that. Cause a needle and is, is and a haystack is rather easy since it's very different, but things uh, that are very alike, it's harder to find them. I would say yes, but I would, wouldn't you say it, you're looking for the needle in a pile of needles rather than a needle. Cause when you say I'm looking for a needle in a pile of needles, I would think, well, there's a whole pile. Like you could just look, you could find really like any of them. Like it's like, it's like saying I'm looking for a used car in a used car lot. <laughs> mm, got some choices for you. You can pretty much take any of these. Now, if you're looking, say, if you say I'm looking for a specific used car, that's very different. Right. But the saying itself needs work. Cause immediately when I heard it, I did not think of a specific needle. I thought of like a fucking needle. Like you are busy sewing something and you're like, fuck, I need a needle. I need a needle. Oh, where do I look? Oh, I look in the pile of needles. Oh, yeah. Hey, did you look in the pile of needles for the needle? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Also, who has a pile of needles? Probably over there. Honey, have you seen my pile of needles? <laughs> Seems dangerous. <laughs> Seems like you should have like an OSHA rope right, around your like, pile of needles. It's just like your whole house is a biohazard. We got a message from, uh, from Eric, and Eric says, just an FYI, the name of Job in Hebrew is actually pronounced... Eo, <laughs> and actually, little known fact: Job has a uh, like a like a, a sad bow on his tail. He does. He's super sad all yeah. the time. His best friend was uh, Winnie the Pooh. So his best friend loves honey. Right? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> he fucking loves honey. Eo. Oh. 
<laughs> I got a message about why we hate religion so much. It says, I regularly listen to your podcast, and I can't stand how negative it is. What is it about religion that you hate so much? Religion provides hope and morality to the world, and historically, it's been only positive. Aren't you afraid that by angering God so thoroughly, your blasphemy and misguided atheism, that you will almost certainly burn in hell for all of eternity? I think the only reason you two are the way you are is that you weren't properly brought up in the faith and do not understand the glorious word of the Lord properly. I'll be leaving you a one-star review on iTunes because I think your th show is immoral and damaging. Yeah, fuck that noise. You guys are awesome. Disregard everything I said above. <laughs> I totally thought it was a real email. I did, too. too. I, I was like, oh, Jesus. I was like, are you kidding me? I'm reading through it, too, because, you know, you're on your phone. And when you're on your phone, you can't get the whole thing or whatever. And you're just like, oh, no, not one of these. Thank you very much, Kevin. So we got a message from Tim, and Tim had said that uh, he's got he's run into some issues, and he has a GoFundMe up right now. Uh, Tim is... is he was laid off, and there were some problems there, and then he would recently gotten a job, and then like, some other problems hit, and there's people in his family that are sick, and it's just, it's a very sad story, and uh, and he has currently zero out of $1,000 that they're looking for. $1,000 is not a ton of money. Uh, this is just to, to help somebody and their whole family get by. This isn't just one person. It's a whole family. It's, it's, a, it's a, a man, a woman, and three children. So we're going to put... Uh, a link to this on this episode's show notes. This is episode 184, right? I think it's 183. You said the wrong number earlier. God damn it. You said the wrong number. Uh, it is fucking 184. It Mother is 184. So when Tom earlier had said that this was uh, show 183, it is not show 183. It's show 184. And I was actually going to tease him and say it was show 184, but I didn't. So, um, God damn it. So, <laughs> show 184 will have a link to uh, to this GoFundMe. So, if you have some extra cash lying around and you want to help somebody out, uh, Tim is looking for help from the community. Uh, we got a message. This is from Martin, and Martin says, "I think you were a bit off base on the Aflac Harris uh, Mar thing." Uh, I agree with you that to criticize Islam is not to attack all Muslims. Cool. I think that we're all on base with that. He says, but it seems to me that Marr and Harris use language that isn't restricted to religion. Uh, when Harris talks approvingly of dropping a, a nuke uh, or Marr about how Gaza is like an annoying girlfriend, you have to punch once in a while. They aren't wishing for the people to have more self-determination than possible under a restrictive religion. They are asserting uh, that whole swaths of, the, of people are less than human, and so their deaths are of no concern, which sounds pretty racist to me. Um, while the Mar thing I'm not going to defend, uh, I think Mar makes plenty of off-color jokes, so I, I think it's hard to pick and choose what he says as uh, what he's thinking is real and not, so I'm not going to defend him. But uh, you are uh, being taken out of context when you talk about the nuclear weapon in Harris. So, Tom, you had found something about nuclear weapon in Harris that you wanted to read uh, that— that talks about this in, in specific. Yeah, so here's what Sam Harris actually said. Um, and so it's important, it's important to get context. This is why this is, why this is essential. Um, so he says, What will we do if an Islamist regime, which grows dewy-eyed at the mere mention of paradise, ever acquires long-range nuclear weaponry? If history is any guide, we will not be sure about where the offending warheads are or what their state of readiness is, and so we will be unable to rely on targeted conventional weapons to destroy them. In such a situation, the only thing likely to ensure our survival may be a nuclear first strike of our own. Then he goes on to say, 
Needless to say, this would be an unthinkable crime as it would kill tens of millions of innocent civilians in a single day. But it may be the only course of action available to us. Notice he doesn't say preferable, given what Islamists believe. How would such an unconscionable act of self-defense be perceived by the rest of the Muslim world? It would likely be seen as the first incursion of a genocidal crusade. The horrible irony here is that seeing could make it so. This very perception could plunge us into a state of hot war with any Muslim state that had the capacity to pose a nuclear threat of its own. All of this is perfectly insane, of course. I have just described a plausible scenario in which much of the world's population could be annihilated on account of religious ideas that belong on the same shelf with Batman, the Philosopher's Stone, and unicorns. That it would be a horrible absurdity for so many of us to die for the sake of myth does not mean, however, that it could not happen. Indeed, given the immunity to all reasonable intrusions that faith enjoys in our discourse, a catastrophe of this sort seems increasingly likely. We must come to terms with the possibility that men who are every bit as zealous to die as the 19 hijackers may one day get their hands on long-range nuclear weaponry. The Muslim world in particular must anticipate this possibility and find some way to prevent it. Given the steady proliferation of technology, it is safe to say that time is not on our side. That is a wildly different thing than suggesting that he is pro-nuking people who live in Islamic countries or Muslims. He is simply positing a possible scenario in which religion plays part in a uh, world war, a nuclear that war. That he calls war. a unthinkable crime. Right. So I don't, I, I, I mean, I, unless you know, Martin, of another place in which he said that uh, it doesn't sound like he's pro-dropping nukes on people. We also got a message, message about uh, moderation here. So this is from a, a, an anonymous source, uh, says... Uh, I understand the argument uh, that is made that moderate religion, uh, religionists make space for and incubate extremists uh, and thus immoral behavior, that moderates are pussies that don't take religion seriously. I have heard Harris Hitchens and other promised atheists say this, and uh, if I understand, you made this argument as well. I don't know that I've made that argument. Um, that seems like a different argument than I made. Last week I made an argument that I actually respect moderates because they're less religious. So I actually said that the, the good thing about moderates is, is that they don't take the Bible serious, uh, as seriously as other people, and that they, don't, that they pick and choose the, the things that are good out of the Bible rather than the bad out of the Bible. Yeah, I, I think that there's an important distinction to be made here. So a moderate is not as religious. They're just not, um, because you're picking and choosing your shit. So you are not as good at following your religious holy book. If you are a moderate, um, if you are a moderate, however, you and I are much more likely to find common ground. And I am I am absolutely on board with people. If you have to be religious, I mean, I would strongly prefer that you be moderate as opposed to an extremist or fundamentalist. Um, it doesn't make the reality of your claims about the world any more uh, intellectually defensible. So, in other words, you're just as wrong if you are a moderate as you sure. are. You're just wrong about less things because you're deciding some of that book doesn't matter. Um, well, fine. <laughs> you know, that's cool. Like, you know, the more you throw away, the better. I think the only difference between me and a moderate is I've, I've just thrown away all the pages. And they've 
you know, they've picked out the ones they want to keep and and thrown away the ones they don't like. You know, it's just it's just a matter of degree for us at this point. So we've got uh, a, a second show coming out, midweek show this week. So uh, so keep your eyes peeled for that. And uh, and we are going to leave you as we always do with the Skeptics Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. 